Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for working mums. Here you can find the tools and inspiration you need to overcome the constant juggle and live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in your everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself. And I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello, hello, hello. A very warm welcome to episode number 79 of the Balancing Act podcast. Uh, It's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I have got an episode that I'm really, really looking forward to sharing. And I really hope that it it brings you some value. Um, I've been talking a lot about um, expanding into business startup mentoring and coaching, which I am loving. And it's really based around teaching business from the inside out. And I think that like if I was to expand on that a bit further, it's really the idea that we can change our internal narrative, like all those stories going on in our head that usually aren't particularly supportive or helpful and change those into something that like really quite the opposite, actually, in order to bring about the external success that we're looking for. So that's what I mean when I talk about business from the inside out, because I believe that it's really all of that internal stuff that holds us back, like particularly in business, but like it could be equally applicable to so many areas of life. But when it comes to business, um, you know, most of us can can Google a solution. Like there's so much um, information on business strategy out there and like very readily available. And so it's not that we we don't have the, the information at hand. So it's not that we um, are sort of lacking information on how to do things or exactly what to do. It's all the internals that hold us, hold us back from actually implementing all of the strategy. So, for example, that complete overload of information might feel really overwhelming to start with. And so that overwhelm shows up in like just complete inaction. Or it might be perfectionism in that you don't think that your particular business idea is like the perfect one. And so um, rather than taking those small steps to like experiment and and find out, you're instead waiting for for something perfect to, to come along before you put it out in the world. And it will probably come as no surprise that so many of us have the the same internal narratives going on, like on repeat almost in our head, like maybe in your own head, like those stories are so um, well ingrained that you don't even notice them anymore. And I think that's particularly the case if we've grown up in a, a similar society or a similar school system or with parents from a particular generation, for example. 
And what I want to talk about today is like definitely one of those thoughts that I hear again and again and again. Um, it's one that I can very much relate to. And um, like, as I say, I come across it so much with my own clients and like in my wider business communities as well. Um, and it's in that category of phrases that I've heard Tara Moore refer to as like minimising words or phrases. Uh, the word just is a really good example of that. Uh, like I'm just getting in touch or I just want to do this or I'm just off to. Um, it's like sort of almost trying to preemptively like soften the blow in some way. And um, yes, yeah, I really like diminish the the impact of the words that come after. Or things like you might pre like maybe you want to counter an argument to something, but you preempt that by like almost invalidating yourself to start with. Like, I'm probably wrong about this, but, or I don't know a lot about this, but, or I'm no expert, but like this sort of category. So the particular phrase in this category that I want to focus on today is, um, I'm silly, it's silly. And I want to give you some examples of where I hear it showing up most commonly in regards to a business startup or like job fulfillment. Um, so I'll give you some examples of that. And then I'm going to talk about why this happens. I love a bit of why. And then lastly, like what to do about it. So where do I come across it? Um, I hear it in various forms when it comes to talking about how we feel about um, like our current full time job and um, how we feel about starting up a business either on the side of that um, or to replace it and what it is that we actually want to get out of our work. So um, let's think think about the first example might be I know I'm being silly but like all I want is to have a healthy family and a job that I love um does that sound silly <laughs> um or another one might be I know like this job it looks great on paper and the money's amazing but it's just not me like is that silly to want something different um like, is it silly? <laughs> or I I worry that other people will think I'm silly for thinking I can make money out of this idea. Um, or I know it's silly, but some days I just want to like pack up all my stuff and take my family traveling around the world. OK, so maybe that last one, uh, maybe that's me a little bit. <laughs> And maybe that one's a little bit further fetched than the last one, but you get the gist. Um, like it really comes up most often in relation to our dreams. So we pour out our biggest hopes, our biggest goals, our biggest ambitions and yeah, our biggest daydreams really. And then in an instant <laughs> dismiss them as silly. Or daft if you if you come from Northern Ireland. Like it's so, so common. Um, 
And you know, I always like to dive into the why behind these things. And most often when I sit down to think about it, it comes like so often it comes back to the fact that we live in a patriarchal capitalist society. And I think at the root of it, this one is no different. Um, You know, so much of it comes down to the fact that not so long ago, it wasn't very convenient um, to have all these women off, like following their biggest dreams and like making them come true. You're really doing basically exactly what they they wanted. Like that wasn't a convenient thing to have in society. Um, But I think that rather than dwell on that, like if we want to personalise it a bit more, I think there are two main factors at play here. So the first one is that on some level, you're probably echoing a story that you heard growing up. So maybe you had someone telling you like, don't be so silly, don't be ridiculous. Um, Or alternatively, you might have had somebody role model that to you. So maybe you were like giving your mum encouragement to go off and do something like um, I don't know, enter the bake-off, for example. Um, and like you think, oh, she could totally do that. Like, of course she could. And what did she say when you suggested it to her? Oh, don't be silly. Like, I could never do that. And so through a combination of of both like things being said to us and things being role modelled to us, like we absorb these things and then we learn to do the same, often in a very like unconscious way. And so that's the first one. And then I think the second one, there's like a little bit more tough love going in to this one. Um, and like the reason here, it comes, it's like a very good reason why we try to like protect ourselves really. But I think that by dismissing our dreams as as being silly, like we we're instantly almost trying to avoid like the ownership of them or avoid taking responsibility for what it is that we want. Because like, who wants to do that when there may well be some people out there who genuinely think that that what you want is actually silly? Um, And like, of course, we don't want that judgment. But it means that like by us almost preemptively dismissing them as a silly, like we don't even have to try. We don't have to like fully put ourselves out there. It's almost like we're we're just like dipping our toe in and testing the water to to see what reaction comes back. So as I say, like a very natural response, but one that isn't going to help us take that real progress and really move forward with with these dreams and making them a reality. And so what I want you to know is that like so many things, like until you start believing in your own dreams, then like you can't expect other people to as well because they're scared, like they're scared 
they probably feel threatened themselves. Like if this came true for you, what would that mean for them? And they're also scared for you, like wanting to protect you from that that vulnerability. And so what it really comes down to is like us stepping up to lead the way, like even though that is scary to really be the example and like pioneer our way into what's possible for for other people. Because then not only will they believe in us and um, like what we can achieve, but they start to believe in themselves as well. Like it's almost like you're opening the floodgates on behalf of, of everyone around you. So how how do we actually do this? Like how do we start to like believe and step up? Um, words that can maybe be a little bit less tangible, let's say. Um, and you know, I really I like simple solutions, and this one is super simple. So just stop saying it. Just like stop <laughs> and don't don't let those words come out of your mouth. Um. You know, imagine putting on some sort of internal alarm that like flashes red and beeps really loud every time you say or think something along the lines of of being silly. And it's amazing how effective this is. So for me, after I read Tara Moore's book, Playing Big, um, I decided to cut out the word just from my language, from my spoken language, my written language. And I definitely don't have a 100% solution yet. Like I, I'm sure it slips in uh, probably more often than I even like recognise. But I think the process of building that awareness has been really like revelationary because it has really helped me to see how often I default to the word just. Um, so for example, for me, in it comes up so much in emails, like I'm just following up on, or it's almost like, I don't want to be a pest. I don't want to annoy you, but so I'm just following up on this. And um, like taking out that word just, it's got no place in that sentence. It doesn't need to be there. And the sentence doesn't have a different meaning because you take it out. And that in itself is like, ah, so the only reason I'm doing that is to like, like soften that blow, really. Um, so first of all, do it in your own language, like maybe cut it out of your, your written word or um, like how you speak to yourself and then start testing it out with other people. So start sharing your dreams with others without dismissing them as being silly so start slowly and start in super small ways and maybe start with um, people who you know will be receptive to it. So maybe, you know, a friend who you know is like an entrepreneur at heart or someone who already has their own business, for example. Because when you you do that and get a, a positive response, that'll really help build your confidence. And often then, what you also get is to hear about their dreams in return and you realise that you're not the only one. So, you know, you might give them the opportunity to open up a little bit more and explore 
their own hopes and dreams. Like, you'll probably hear what it is they want and you be inspired um, by that. It becomes this like a virtuous circle. And I think then the more you can do that, the more resilience you build up um, so that when those like the half-hearted reactions come across or the um, openly dismissive, then you, you sort of you have that resilience behind you and you're a bit more prepared for it. So, yeah, super simple solution. One, two, um, test out slowly but surely. So, yeah, there we have it. Um, Lots of good reasons why you find yourself saying, I know it's silly, I'm silly, this sounds silly, but but you can stop it right now and start taking ownership of those goals and ambitions and dreams. And yeah, I can't wait to see where it leads you. So if you've loved what you've heard, I'd love um, if you could tag me on Instagram, help spread the word, let me know what you think, and I shall be back next week to speak to you again. And until then, take care. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you'd like to connect with other working mums just like you, who are seeking more balance in their everyday, then come join us on the free Facebook community, The Balancing Act for Working Mums. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast on your favourite platform so that we can spread the word to all the working mums out there looking for more balance. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.